When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. you're listening to the first ever episode of Known For, with me, Becca Chapman, and my co-host... Hey, this is Bob Shoy. Today, we're looking at the filmography of the actor Tom Hanks. The actor Tom Hanks. And like Becca said, it's our first ever episode, so we may still be finding the groove a little bit on this one. Yeah, so bear with us and let's get to it. Yeah, let's get straight into it. So on this podcast, we always use the online resource IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, to uh, bring up the actor's filmography and look at, on that website, the four films they are most known for. We always make sure we watch those films and then we watch some of the others. Might be films they've been nominated for awards for, um, films they're notoriously known for. Uh, or other favourites that people have suggested to us. And then we decide what we think they should be known for. Sometimes we're going to agree with IMDb. Sometimes we have our own ideas of what they should be more recognised for if we have a few favourites or things that we think you should check out. Sometimes we'll add in a wild card that you should check out. Yeah, but we can talk about that whole filmography as we go. Mm. So, uh, first okay. of all, episode one, we're talking about Tom Hanks. Yeah, the actor Tom Hanks. <laughs> the actor Tom Hanks. On IMDb, he has 91 credits as an actor. Right. And we've um, watched every single one. Yeah. He's got a couple, like, at the moment, as we speak, which is, like, end of July right. 2019. He's got a couple in, like, pre-production. Right. Okay, so he's got nearly 90, I would say, at mm-hmm. this point. Um, he was born in 1956. Right. So. Is this your, your research? Yeah, I'm just reading IMDb. You're just reading IMDb. Yeah. I thought you were. <laughs> it sounded like you were reading a fact well, from website. Well, that's like what we're going off, right? I'm sure, yeah. Um, yeah, so he, Tom Hanks, he's um, an actor, a producer. I mean, most people know who Tom Hanks is. Yeah, he's pretty well known. He's been in some really famous stuff. That's um, why we're starting with him, right? Yeah, we, yeah, because he's just, he's like a household name. Like, everybody knows who Tom Hanks is and has probably seen at least one thing with Tom Hanks I would Hanks say in. most people have seen, like, at least, like, five Tom Hanks films, at yeah. the minimum. He's been in so many famous films. So when we uh, thought of the idea of this podcast, we thought, what's a good one to start with? Mm. And Tom Hanks, like we said, everyone's seen a Tom Hanks film. Mm. It's a good one to start with. He's got a great back catalogue. He's, like, a really wholesome actor, like... Yeah. Um... But the, the main reason it was such a good one for us to start with is about three years ago, uh, on a whim, foolish whim, <laughs> we decided to watch every Tom Hanks film. Yeah. 
for no reason, no podcast, nothing in mind, just, hey, let's watch Every Tom Hanks film. You didn't realise how, like, big his, uh, like, back catalogue was. Yeah, and how, how low some of them films got. <laughs> Scraping the barrel. Well, the idea was, we like, well, we like all these films that we've seen. I'm sure they're all good. And, yeah. um, I mean, there were, there were more hits than misses. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but because we, when we decided to do this podcast, we thought, well, why not start with Tom Hanks? We've already seen every one of his yeah. films. But don't think that like upcoming actors and actresses, we're going to have watched every single one of their films. No, <laughs> this, this is this, like yeah, this is this is a one-off. This is like a one-off to like set the foundations. Like, I'd like to think we know our shit about Tom Hanks, but I guess you'll find out. I mean, we don't really know our shit about anything. We're not professional filmmakers. I mean, uh, sorry, we're not professional film critics. No. We just watch a lot of films. Yeah, well, you said to some guy the other day you watch a film every night and he couldn't believe it. Yeah. 365 films a year. No, but not quite. <laughs> I don't, it's not every night. Most nights, most nights watch a film. Hmm. And I tend to try and watch things I haven't seen before, unless it's a real fave. Hmm. But we managed, we ticked like loads of the Tom Hanks film off quite quickly. And then there was like like a few that we had on our list for ages that were just, yeah, they were, it was a bit like hard to watch them. I think I what guess. we did is... We just is, got a bit burnt out. Like, we we front-loaded a lot of the good ones as well. Yeah. Like, basically, what we did is we, we wrote down Tom Hanks' filmography and ticked all the ones we'd seen. Mm. And we had to have both seen them. So mm. anyone that one of us hadn't seen or neither seen, we didn't tick. Mm. Um. And we sort of tick. We got what ones you fancy watching tonight? We just pick one off the yeah, list. Yeah, and, and we didn't. We didn't watch them in like uh, order no. of like making either, which was um, it was like a blessing and a curse because it was cool because you've got like different films every night and like when you watch a new Tom Hanks, it could be like from the start of his career or the, the end of his career. But um, it also kind of meant that. We picked all the good ones first. Yeah, and like it would have been nice to see his like career progress, like film after yeah, film, maybe. and like have a relationship between like the ones you see first and then like the next ones you see after that fact, um, and see him sort of like, well, basically like grow up like through films. He's been yeah. doing it for I mean, like, so long. He even admits himself that his early films aren't very good, and he's mm. not very good in them. Yeah, there are some like. Like good moments, I guess. I read something where he was like, he was he enjoyed Splash. That was his first film, Splash, mm. and he enjoyed that, and it's a fun film. But then he was like, you know, but he like, didn't make another good film until um, he was in Big, like four years later, yeah. which is that, an amazing film. So I guess like the really good ones like peppered throughout his. Well, career. that was the first one that he because he was in a lot of films at the beginning yeah. of his career. Yeah. But he kind of thinks they're all crap. He did Splash and that's fun. And then he didn't think he did anything good until Big. Yeah, I mean, he does like two or three films like every year for like consistently for the first like 10 years of his career or He's something stupid. He's trying to stupid. make it. Yeah. But then Big, he was nominated for an Oscar for that performance. Yeah. I think um, it's just like a perfect storm, isn't it? When you get like a young actor and then like the right direction and the right storyline and everything and everything just like went right for him on that film and he just really rode the waves of success like after it big is one of my absolute favorite tom hanks films yeah it's one of i love that film i've seen it so many times as a kid i had a vhs of that which i taped off the telly <laughs> And I've seen that so many times. Like, one of the films I've seen the most in my life, but I still love it. Mm. Um, it's just, like, a really good 
feel good movie. It's what I said to you the other night as well. They don't really make it's a classic. Like they don't make films like that anymore. <laughs> but they they don't. That sort of like fantasy, light-hearted comedy with like a heart. Yeah. There's not many of them now. Like I said, I, I always related to Groundhog Day, which is another one of my faves, where yeah. it has like a fantasy element to it. And they're just like super innocent, and there's no kind of like. I don't know, films always have to like have an underlying purpose or like message or like whatever. Well that has it's got just... a purpose, big. Don't grow up before you're ready. Yeah, I suppose. It's not a message. But it's I good. guess I actually um I really like Shazam because it's got a similar feel to Big. Yeah, I enjoyed Shazam, but I feel like if that film had come out when I was like a kid, it would have been that would be like my favourite mind. film. Yeah, blind. Because it's mind. I really love Big and that's like doing that with superheroes, which is yeah. like two things I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially as a kid, so I, that would have been all over that. But we're jumping ahead, so going on about big but let's have a look at the films that tom hanks is known for on imdb so i'm bringing that up now um number one cast yeah. away okay um 2000 yeah you whack in that year um cast away yeah massive massive film and makes sense he's basically carries that film on his own yeah he's like acting like um across from a football exactly so <laughs> it's just crazy how it's not just any football <laughs> it's Wilson um, <laughs> do you know what surprises me about Castaway every time I watch it and I've seen that film maybe four or five times yeah how much of the film is still to go when he gets off the island yeah like it still... always throws me I always think it's the end yeah and it's quite a big chunk when he gets back yeah I'm just looking at like the cast and it's kind of like the Castaway. yeah <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember how we watched this a while ago. The the last time we watched Castaway was a little while ago. But you've seen even... you've seen Castaway a few times. Mm, like two times, maybe. Oh, like two times. Yeah. But you, do you do you like that film? Yeah, it's so super engaging. Like you're just watching this guy on a beach, basically like surviving, and kind of it really reminds me of um, what's that book I we used to like read at school. The kids are on the island. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, it really reminds me of like, like solo Lord of the Flies. <laughs> I didn't study Lord of the Flies. I'm like the only person who never studied Lord of the Flies. It's just these kids on like an island. Yeah, I know the I know the uh, the I know the plot. Uh, there's a Simpsons episode which is basically a retelling of that plot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's not as much like that as I remember. I read that when I was like 14. Yeah, other than surviving <laughs> on an island. Um, yeah, it's just like. Yeah, crazy how somebody, despite all the odds, he's like a FedEx guy, isn't he? Like, he's like a FedEx. Is that his job or is he just on a FedEx plane? I think that's his job. Right, he's okay. like organiser. Like, how, I don't know, would modern day, I guess it depends who you are, but like postman just to be able to survive on like a desert island with, you know. Well, that's what it is. It's a regular guy like trying to survive, isn't it? Yeah. And I guess his like mental kind of attitude towards the whole thing. And how he, when he, like, he does eventually survive and then he, how he comes out of it and, like, you know, how he's better. Hmm. How, how it's changed him, that, like, series of events. So the, when you look at the top four for Hanks, there's not really any curveballs, like we say, because he's, mm. he's been in so many big films. Yeah. But I feel like ah, there's, there's... Number two's big. Big, yeah, number two's big. He's been in one big film, but he's been in a lot of uh, successful films, <laughs> well-known films. And um, I feel I, like you could have put any one of like maybe 15 to 20 films he's been in mm. any four of those and you'd be like oh yeah they're the ones i expect yeah of course like that's a no-brainer so we've got Castaway, big which we spoke about before yeah as a sort of breakout role forrest gump forrest gump and private you, ryan and saving private ryan yeah love saving private ryan 
That's like one of my favorite all-time films. Is it? I love war films. I know, yeah, yeah. Like I love And that I is like why. the war film. Yeah. To me, when I think of war films, that's the one that comes to mind. Like all the parts of it are so good. Like some war films, you're like, oh, I didn't like that. They didn't do that very well. But like it really is just like great from start to finish. Well, that opening scene is so yeah. like iconic. It's there's, there's not, I mean, it doesn't, it's almost like we don't really need to bang on about Saving Private Ryan because mm. so much has been said about it already. And I feel like... I'm not a war expert. I just really enjoy war films. So You're I not would, a war expert? No. I would assume oh. that, like, a lot of it is, like, super accurate. And I really... It really shows, like, for Well, the as they thing. say, like, a lot of, like, veterans mm. saw Saving Private Ryan and that... It was too it real. Back. Like, it was yeah. a bit much. Like... Yeah. Uh, a lot of tears, a lot of, like, struggling to, to watch because it was too real. Mm. Or, like, respect from because it was so accurate. Like, that's that's the way it was. Yeah. But I think we need films like that. Yeah. And uh, Forrest Gump. Are you a fan of Forrest Gump? I am, but it's like, it's not my favourite Tom Hanks. I don't know why. I just, I'm not, it doesn't like super resonate with it's me. It's a weird one. Yeah. Like, it's, I do, I do and I don't like it. Like I, I've seen it so many times and as a kid when it came out, I remember being like, I love this film. Yeah. Um. I didn't like, necessarily like Gail when I was that mm. age. And I used to get embarrassed when he touched that girl's boobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> does it make you cry, though? No. Of those four films, what's the one that's most likely to make you cry? Seven Bright Ryan. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just because I get emotionally invested in it. Yeah. I mean, as, as sort of like, sort of cynically heartstring pulling as Forrest Gump is, it's probably the one of the four that's most likely to actually make me tear up. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. It's kind of... Is it just because you're, like, really, like, rooting for him? I guess so. Like, it's a bit troublesome, maybe, that he's playing some of a mental illness. Yeah. Um, but I that, don't know if it would be made today. But that end where, like, she dies and he has to raise the kid on his own and he's... Mm. Yeah. That, that scene where he goes to her grave, basically, I'm like, that gets me sometimes. Yeah. You know, he's like, I love you, Jenny. That's, yeah. That tears me up. Is that yeah. a good impression? Do we to leave that in? <laughs> <laughs> if you want. I miss you, Jenny. If there's anything you need, I won't be far away. Um, uh. So they're the top four, and I think they're a pretty solid top four. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how much change we have to that by yeah. the time we've done to the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, even if even if we don't change it, there's a good... Um, there's still a really There's still solid... ones to recommend, because that's yeah. part of the show as well. Like, you know, we watched this one. This is a really underrated film. Check it out. It's still a really solid top four. Oh, yeah. If there's no change, I would still be like, great top four. Yeah, I don't know if we could knock anything out, but um, definitely some honourable mentions are like Toy Story. Well, let's go, let's go down to his filmography mm. and we'll go right down to the bottom. Right. Normally at this time, I'm just going to say like, we're going to have to gloss over some of these because we can't just talk about every film he's ever done. Yeah. That's going to get boring. And normally with an episode, we won't have watched every film they've ever done. It'll be like the ones we've the seen plus mentions. the ones that people have recommended plus ones that are notable for whatever reason. With Tom Hanks, it just so happens we've seen every single one of these mm. films. So this part of the show, we would normally say, well, what else did we watch? And mm. sort of go over it. Well, we've watched all of them. Yeah, I think we'll just pick like the highlights. So, or maybe some some to avoid? Nah, just the highlights, I think. Well, I don't want it to be a negative show. Yeah. 
We, um, okay, so he filmed The Man with One Red Shoe in 1985, and this was like the last one that we watched on It was the list. last film that we watched? Yeah, it was the last Tom Hanks of film. Oh, bar Toy Story 4, because that's just right, coming out. Right, Toy Story 4 just came out. We just saw so this one was the last one on our list, and um, it was on there for ages, and I don't know why we just kept like... Running circles around it and like no, avoiding I know. it. No, I know why. Why? I purposely wanted The Man With One Red Shoe to be the last one we watched. Because <laughs> I didn't know anything about it and the title was, seemed so stupid to me. Okay. That I was like, whatever happens, that's the last one I'm going to watch. But actually like surprisingly quite hilarious. Oh, really? You yeah. like that? <laughs> the only good thing about it was Carrie Fisher was in her underwear. <laughs> yeah, Carrie Fisher did have like a fleeting uh, like appearance in it. Um yeah, it's just so weird. Like the concept of it, it's just really weird. So I, I noticed in it's not great, but it's just so bizarre. you mentioned Splash before. Yeah, that was his first film. Yeah, I actually time. really like Splash. Yeah, is that the one with the mermaid? Yeah, yeah. Daryl Hannah's the mermaid, and yeah. I think Daryl Hannah's pretty great in that as well. Yeah, she's like perfect in that role. That is a really weird one as well. It's weird. It is weird. Uh, but I, I like that film. I think there's a lot worse films. Like he started with not a bad one, and yeah. I think actually I was surprised that I just watched that film when I was a kid. And when I watched it fairly recently with you, I was surprised at how well it held up. I still really enjoyed it. And it's like quite well known as well. Like for, oh yeah, sometimes for like first films, it just goes really. A lot of it is the fact that everyone fancied Daryl Hannah in that film. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you know this woman? Yeah, yeah, I do. Just don't ask me what her name is. Well, we've been trying to tell her that it's closing time, but uh, she doesn't seem to understand. Yeah, well, that's because she doesn't speak any English at all. Hello, Alan. How was your day? Uh, excuse me, I n- never went to college, but uh, wasn't that English. Thank you for letting me use your television. It was very educational. It's all right, miss. Uh, what's your name? It's hard to say in English. Well, just say it in your language. All right. My name is... What else did we like? But I noticed, sorry, I just noticed you jumped from Splash to Man with One Red Shoe. Mm -hmm. You didn't mention the one between that. Uh, Yeah, but we're not dissing films, are we? I I will take a moment to say that was my least favourite film we watched. Bachelor Party. Bachelor Party. And that has a big fan base. If anyone is a big fan of Bachelor Party, fair enough, but I, I struggled with that film. Am I thinking it was just really misogynistic? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. I can't really remember. I'm trying to put it out of my mind. Yeah, we watched it when we was in Vienna, that one. Uh, uh, so like, like we said before, he had like a, a string of failures, basically, after Splash. Mm. Like, I don't think any of them made money. Yeah, Bachelor Party, uh, Man With One Red Shoe, which you mentioned, Volunteers, which was, again was a bit of a mess. Mm. Um, I like John Candy, but he played that like hoity New England rich boy in mm-hmm. that kind of a mess. The Money Pit, which I think was a bit of a money pit for the studio. Mm. They put money into it thinking it was going to be a big hit. And mm. it was just, it's just them getting into slapstick mishaps in a building that's falling apart. Yeah. Um, nothing in common. We watched that near the end, um, which was all right, actually. Yeah, it wasn't a strong one. Every time we say goodbye, I actually really liked. Did you? I yeah. thought it was very nothing. It's another like war film kind of though. Like, yeah. uh, you know, he's like a World War II pilot and like in Jerusalem, like falling in love with this girl. And it's kind of like cross, um, what is it called? Culture. Yeah. like Culture cross, clash. Yeah. Like culture clash. I found that interesting. You like that one? 
I found it quite forgettable. For like one of his early ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dragnet, and you mentioned that earlier, so that's kind of weird oh, film. You didn't no, like it? No. See, I, it's weird because I spoke to a guy the other day about Tom Hanks and he was like, yeah, I love Dragnet. That was like really? the one he brought up. And I was like, really? But, um, I mean, it was, it was enjoyable. Like, mm. Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd are sort of not a pairing I would have sort of uh, expected, but it was all right. Mm. It was all right. Maybe it's just not my cup of tea. But Dragnet did actually quite well. Oh, really? Yeah, that did. That made some money. Mm. And then that sort of paved the way for Big, mm-hmm. which was, like we said, he was nominated for uh, an Oscar for that performance. I'm just going to get his Oscar nominations up. We should maybe skip ahead a couple. But yeah, after Big and he won, he was nominated for an Oscar for that. Mm. He, uh, and then there is sort of like this sort of run of kind of subpar, yeah, Tom Hanks stuff. I mean, they're fine. I feel like we're getting too negative now. Yeah, but this is the start of his career. Mm. I would, yeah. There's okay. the whole thing is like so he emerged. Okay. Like, yeah, like they're fine. Like I don't dislike these films. I know mm. you didn't like the Burbs. Yeah. My, I've got a weird history of the Burbs though. Mm. So. um when I was a kid, I really wanted to watch Apollo 13 because mm. I thought, oh, space, that would be fun. Mm. I like Tom Hanks. I liked space stuff. And it was on telly and I made my mum tape it for me off the telly so I could watch it the next day. And I was so excited to watch Apollo 13. And then I actually found it kind of boring. I like that film now. But as a kid, I was like, mm. oh, this isn't this big space adventure fun thing I thought it would be. Because mm. it's quite dry, that film. But I like, I really like it. But at the time, I found it boring. Um, but at the end of it, mum had left the tape running and it, it was a Tom Hanks double bill on telly. Mm-hmm. So afterwards was The Burbs. Okay. And I had no idea what it was. But I remember loving it as a kid. And I would actually huh. always watch The Burbs on that VHS, That's which weird. was recorded by accident. But you hated it. Yeah. It's not my again. Not my bag. Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher together in that again. Okay, I'm going to skip ahead to Sleepless in Seattle, right? Which was a massive film for Tom Hanks. Sleepless in Seattle. That was the first film we did with Meg Ryan. Hmm. Oh, they've got like a bit of a history. Like they kind of appear a couple of times. Yeah, like I think in they. Be- I think became pretty good friends, like off the camera. Yeah. As well. They have good chemistry in this one. Um, but Sleepless in Seattle is like a classic romantic film, isn't it? Mm. Um. Don't know. I feel like I'm struggling to remember loads of these because we saw them like over the past like couple of years. So. I mean, Sleepless in Seattle is a classic. Yeah, but I haven't got that much to say about it. It's not groundbreaking, but it's like, fine. I think it's just a milestone in his career. Like he's opposite Meg Ryan, who was like fairly successful, like successful at that time in her own right. So it's two kind of big names like coming together in this like romantic like drama comedy thing. But um, that film, actually, I just want to go back one step. The film before that, mm. you know, we said he had a, he had a sort of like spate of mm. sort of not great films again after Big. So mm. he had Punchline, The Burbs, Turner Hooch, Joe versus the Volcano, Bonfire of the Vanities. And they're all sort of like, I don't like Bonfire of the Vanities, but the others are like fine. Mm. Like I actually enjoyed all of them, but they're not, none of them are amazing. Mm. None of them are faves. Um, but A League of Their Own, which mm. again, to me is like, it's all right. But that actually did really well. That's a really fondly remembered film. Mm. And that sort of brought his name back into place, which led to Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. Uh, you know, remember A League of Their Own? Yeah, it's... Um, he was like the baseball coach. Yeah, it's got some really great, like, female actresses. And yeah, it's like the female baseball team. Mm. But yeah, that his performance in that, that sort of brought him to the top again. Mm. And, and that's what cast him in Sleepless in Seattle and then Philadelphia. Straight off straight off the bat of yeah, straight Sleepless off the, in Seattle. Straight off the bat. The bat. 
Um, Philadelphia, which was amazing. Well, Philadelphia, mm. interesting. I've been looking to get to, get to that one. So 1994, nominated again for an Oscar. That was his first win. Oh, so nice. he won an Oscar for his performance in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, really well deserved. It's a really good film. Well, the, 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 the big thing about that film is it's a really different role for him. Mm. Like it's not really, it's not like a comedy a role. Or... He's done sort of romancy comedy yeah. roles, but that's a dramatic role. Yeah. And quite a, you know, a, a difficult role to play. And I suppose for like the time as well, like a really like hard hitting, like subject matter. Yeah. Um, you know, he gets fired when he contracts HIV and has to, um, you know, hire a homophobic like lawyer because uh, he's the only one he can get to like support him in this case. Um, and it's just really but it's compelling. Just a drama yeah. about a gay guy with a serious illness, which was a real big hard hitting yeah. issue at that time as well. Yeah, really sort of risky role to take on at that time. But I think it did, did him like massive favors because straight after he did Forrest Gump again, like. Like we, straight after? Yeah, like we touched on earlier, like obviously like another, like portraying another character that has like, um, you know, mental illness, um, really tackling some like massive difficult issues. And but Forrest Gump is quite cartoony yeah, in comparison. Yeah. Like he's, he invents the Elvis's dance and I guess, yeah. face and stuff like that. It's a real farce. It's a totally different look. But again, like for like 94, like big... <laughs> big uh like yeah kind of looking at some big what the wider picture of not just like i'm a dude falling in love with a girl kind of stuff which he was known for before i suppose if you look at the trajectory from okay so sleepless in seattle big classic rom- romantic film mm. and philadelphia okay he's he's wins an oscar for that then all of a sudden it's like every film it's like you've heard of it mm. yeah. suddenly he's like a big name yeah, that Oscar yeah. is like cemented him as a big name. So he won Philadelphia. Mm. Straight off the bat, Forrest Gump, he won the Oscar again. Yeah. Two films in a row that he won Oscar. He's never, he hasn't won one since. Yeah. But those two in a row, 1994, 1995, best actor, best actor. Would you consider those two films like peak of his like acting career? Probably not. That's the thing. Mm. It always depends so on who much you go stuff. against, doesn't it? Do you know what I think? Again, like kind of contextualizing it in that era like 94 those films are so i suppose like groundbreaking and like interesting like nowadays there's yeah, way more competition definitely interesting subject matter for yeah. the time which, which drew more attention to them especially with a ceremony like the oscars yeah where they're looking at some always to be relevant the, the, them in sort of intense or different performances yeah um so yeah but yeah, then, after after Forrest Gump, you got Apollo thirteen, another yeah. big film, Toy Story. Mm, They're yeah. still making them films now. <laughs> I know, nineteen ninety five. It's crazy that that came out in nineteen ninety five, and even like that, he was just like a voice of Woody in Toy Story. He like it's so surprising how much emotion like he like puts across in that character, and you're watching like pixels on the screen, but it's just like so heart wrenching, like the whole thing. I love Woody. Yeah. Woody reminds so me of Kermit the Frog. Yeah. The downtrodden leader who's trying to keep everyone together all the time. Yeah. And has these like anxieties around him. Like Woody and Kermit, that's like that archetype that I love. I yeah. love Kermit the Frog. Um, and Woody and really reminds me of him, yeah. 
God, yeah, 95 and the first like animate like computer animated like movie. Do you think it still holds up that first Toy Story? Yeah, I think maybe I just look at it with like rose tinted glasses though because I was like the right age for it when I watched it. I will say that watching Toy Story, we watched one, one, two, and three, mm. sort of back to back, maybe last year. Mm. And um, I will say it's the first time I've watched the first Toy Story in a while, mm. and the first time I've watched it, where I thought this looks kind of dated now. Mm. It's suddenly like I'd never seen it, it looking old. Yeah, yeah. It's sad though, isn't it? Because I guess I mean yeah. it's still completely watchable. Mm. It still looks great. And for the, like, resources that they had at the time, it was, like, so fantastic. They did, like, an incredible, like, job. And I, w- I, I mean, it say, stood the test of time, for sure. Yeah, looking at it, you wouldn't believe it was the first ever computer animated film. Yeah. Like, there are way worse looking animated films that come out since. And and story-wise, it's just so mm. classic. And I love, the, the whole series is great. And I loved 4 as well. We watched yeah. four, 4 came out and everyone was very cynical about it. Oh, it was just unnecessary, blah, blah. I thought it was really good. Mm. I really enjoyed 4. I did feel like 4 was like an addendum kind of to the trilogy. It felt like an epilogue. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in a, in, a, in a good way. Like, I didn't think it felt unnecessary. Like, I really enjoyed it. I feel, it's not like... It's not like necessary watching, like you don't have to watch it to like appreciate the first three, but it's cool if you want to see a bit more of their story. But when I said when we saw it, like you could watch that on its own almost. Mm. You could have you could watch and enjoy Toy Story 4 without having seen the previous three. Mm. It felt like such a standalone story, mm. but also very rewarding if you'd watched the first three. Yeah. Um, never, never doubt Pixar because even when you think it's going to be shy, it normally turns out <laughs> pretty great. I've just seen what he did after Toy Story yeah, well, uh, I've still got that song in my head. I know. That Thing You Do is an amazing film. Like, I love it. And it sticks in your head. And, like, I'm still, yeah. Like, it's so I, good. I hum that in the shower. Once you get that song in your head, which you're now going to get in your head, because mm, uh, I'm going to play a little clip of it right now. Um, that song that's written by uh, Fountains of Wayne did you know that wow yeah they wrote that for the film it's like I don't know like fictional Beatles but like sadly I guess Tom Hanks doesn't have like a massive role in it he's well, their manager no he doesn't but he he wrote and directed it oh okay amazing um, it's really good uh, it's just really like I don't know, encapsulates what I would presume as, like, that feel of, like, mid-60s kind of... It's like Beatlemania almost, like... Um, I'm just going to check the IMDb score on that. I'm interested 6. to whether that's, 9. like, a love it. Really? Yeah. It's kind of low. It's, like, a really enjoyable film. Oh. I was surprised at how much I liked that film. I, had, oh. I, I hadn't seen that until we watched through. Mm. You'd seen it before, but I had never seen it. The and I was surprised how much I enjoyed really it. The really good as well. The one thing I will say about it, it was really long. Yeah. I think it could have been condensed a little bit. Maybe that. It's an hour 48. Really? Or maybe yeah. it just felt longer when I watched it. 
Um, That's not a good sign. <laughs> I don't know. Like it just really resonated with me, and I loved it. So um, definitely check it out. Yeah, like we say, at this point, it's just like everyone is killer. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan. Which is next. 19, oh, he had a little break, so like 96. He did some TV and then he came back in 98 with Saving Private Ryan. Well, and then, then it's your absolute fave coming up after that. <laughs> You've got mail. You've got mail. Again, Meg Ryan, like, so Do you good. think, be honest with me, do you think You've Got Mail is a good film? Um, ah, oh, like, yeah. I'd say it's as good as something like that thing you do. Uh, not according to the scores on IMDb. It's oh, not, really? But, yeah. <laughs> um, but Maybe I'm just like super nostalgic about it. I'll be honest. Okay, so only like three points <laughs> off, come on. <laughs> I was waiting for you to look. I'll be honest, I, I don't know how well beloved You've Got Mail is or how much people like that film. Mm. It's obviously not the sort of film that I would normally be into. Okay, so, right, IMDb. Rating 6.9 out of 10 for that thing you do. Yeah. With um, just over 57,000 ratings. Right. You've got mail. Yeah. 6.6 on IMDb with 178,000 ratings. So more people have seen it. So more people have seen You've Got Mail and more people have like offered their opinion up on IMDb for it. So I think it's well, like far more like well-known film and more like widespread. What I was going to say is it's not necessarily the sort of film that people would associate me watching mm. right i actually quite enjoy it <laughs> i don't yeah. mind it at all I, i've seen it probably like three or four times yeah and it's fine like i can watch it again it's yeah. fine it's very watchable it's a real like i don't know it's a product of its time one of those like original chick flicks i suppose could i don't know if one like my younger ones. brothers could watch it and know what the hell was going on yeah, but it just, like... In terms of just, like, the way the internet worked and the yeah, waiting it, for emails and shit. It encapsulates that, like, feeling of, like, sometimes you're not connected to the internet right. and, like, you have to rush home and, like, check MSN or, like, check your emails. No, and, no, like, no, check AOL. AOL, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got, like, you don't know what's going on when you're not at your computer. And, like, I think growing up with the internet, having... And understanding of that, like personally, why it, that's why it like resonates with me. Um, and like, yeah, I wasn't there. I suppose. Do you like, remember life before the internet? <sighs> well, yeah, I was like a yeah, kid. So like, I, you that's don't what have I was saying. That's what I was saying. Because you remember it. Yeah. Um, and I think that exciting feeling, like getting a message from someone you like really? fancied or whatever, was like so such like a thrill. You <laughs> like, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you remember getting emails from boys and being like, Ooh. I do It wasn't emails, it was more like MSN and all those like cryptic MSN like usernames and stuff you yeah. used to put. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I think, yeah, it, cap- it encapsulates the internet really? at a time and in, in a really nice way, like using it, you, like it actually aids the storyline. It's not like a hindrance. It's a very like wholesome film. Yeah. But um, isn't she like, she's like a book, yeah, she's an independent well. bookstore yeah. and he's like part big, wig, big wig like, in like the, the big chain store. Yeah. But he comes to realise that there's like value in... But is know, that going up super... in, in your estimate? Like, is that going to be anywhere near your top four? Like, I don't think it deserves to be in like the top four, but it's like... I don't know. If you are looking for like a nice, like watchable chick flick that is like on the cusp of like internet kind of stuff... 
I guess this one's like exactly what you're looking for then. <laughs> I realised while we've been recording, we should have been using our notebooks. I haven't been doing it because I've been wrapped in conversation. Mm. But we're supposed to be sort of, as we go, we're supposed to be making notes of like, oh, what would, oh there, that one might be in my top four. So at the end, you're not going to scroll through the whole of IMDb again, trying to like, work out what your top four is. Well, we can do that on episode Yeah. Or ones that you want to make an extra note. Because at the end, you'll be like, okay, between us, what we're going to we work it out together. But also, like, I think this is worth a watch, but I wouldn't put in top four sort of thing. Okay. So, yeah. Um, then what else? Toy Story 2 was, like, really quick succession after you've got mail. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the then, Toy Story um, films we sort of cover, they're like, they're, I, they sort of are a, a piece to me, like a whole yeah, thing. Like, if you watch one and like, enjoy it, you wait to yourself to watch the whole, whole series. Then, um... He did Green Mile in 1999. Green Mile is absolutely fantastic. Mm. I won't have anyone who doesn't like it. <laughs> I won't take it. I won't yeah. take it. No, it's a, I love that film. I love the Green Mile. It's, um, yeah, it's definitely an amazing movie. And if you haven't seen it, seek it out. Does it make you cry? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's, it's not an uplifting film. It's so, like just like so emotional. And the it's way tragic. they filmed it was like amazing. Um, and um, having you know, read the book, like I, I read a lot of Stephen King books, um, and his adaptations aren't always great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the adaptations of his books, um, but that nails it. Like to mm. me, that I would actually say I enjoy the film more than the book. Mm. Um, and maybe that is because the film is so long; like it doesn't necessarily scooch over anything. Mm. Most of it is in there. Um, but yeah, amazing casting, great film. Mm. Yeah. I'm tired, boss. I'm tired of being on the road, lonely as a sparrow in the rain. I'm tired of never having me a buddy to be with, to tell me where we's going to, coming from, or why. Mostly, I'm tired of people being ugly to each other. I'm tired of all the pain I feel in here in the world every day. There's too much of it. It's like pieces of glass in my head all the time. Can you understand? Yes, John, I think I can. Um, another two, like I mean like I, like I said before I feel like I'm just repeating myself in terms of just like they're amazing because the next two films after um, well, the next three films okay so sorry you've got Mail Toy Story 2 then you've got The Green Mile Cast Away Road to Perdition and Catch Me If You Can mm. I love all of those films yeah and that is like a golden period in his career for me yeah yeah, road, let's talk about... Um, we already sort of spoke about Castaway because it's in the top four. So, like, Road to Perdition. Um, I think Road to Perdition is a criminally overlooked film of his. Yeah. And it's weird because every time I mention it, someone that they've seen it, they go, oh, it's so good. Yeah. And then it's just totally forgotten every time. I don't know why it went so, like, under the radar. Um, it's just such a really good, like, noir, like, kind of... I just love any... That, like whenever you have a relationship film where it's like the guy and the kid mm. like Leon well like no I was going to say Batman but not Batman or Batman and Robin mm, no like <laughs> I guess Batman but when he's he's not with his dad that much you don't see his dad do that much no, his dad dies at the beginning of every yeah, Batman film my bad time and time again okay. his parents get murdered 
scratch that. Leon. Yeah, like yeah, Leon. That, that sort of like Leon, like the guy, that protector. Yeah. It's like a cliche that I'm always down for. Mm. It always like plays on your heartstrings. It's like a good episode of The Simpsons, like a Homer and Lisa episode of The Simpsons. Mm. They're always like my favourites. But it's like wrong place, wrong time. You know, you feel so um, like enthralled in their story yeah. and like they're just... Yeah, and the, the thing is, I'm, it's one of them films. I'm glad I watched again because the first time I ever watched *Road to Perdition*, mm. I, you know, when you just watch a film, you're not in the mood for it, and uh, it can sully your experience yeah. of it. I remember totally not being up for watching it, and it was we watched it anyway. I wasn't mm. with you, and um, it was with a friend, and he loves that film, and he was like, "Yeah, let's watch it." And I wasn't really in the mood, and it sort of glossed over me, and I wasn't really paying attention. I always just thought that's a boring film, but um, when it, I've seen it twice since then, I think, and. I remember watching it again and just being like, oh God, what was I thinking? Like, mm. it makes me wonder how many films I've written off in the past yeah. actually turn out to be fantastic films. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And then after that, another, like, this is one of my fave films. Catch me if you can. Yeah, it's great. I, as much as I love it though, I wouldn't go for Bat for it to be in the top four. Oh, really? For Tom Hanks. How come? Because it's I more about it's a Leo, um, film. Leo yeah. 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 If someone said to me, what's your top four Leonardo DiCaprio films? That's going right up there. Yeah. For Tom Hanks, because it's not his film, it mm. doesn't feel like it shouldn't be there, but even so, 
It's definite notable mention. Like it's an amazing film. Like it's so cleverly filmed and directed and like you're just hanging on every scene it's just so watchable it's so enjoyable to watch it's one of my absolute favourite Spielberg films yeah and I think it gets forgotten as a Spielberg film because he's had such massive films and also it's quite it is it feels when you're watching it like super light hearted and like kind of fun and like it's not edgy or anything like that it is um, it's just super watchable and I think that's maybe why, because it's not, it's like not one way or the other. It's not like hard hitting. No. But following Catch Me If You Can, yeah. this is when we got a bit of a lull again. Okay. Because you yeah. got the Lady Killers. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I like the Coen Brothers. Mm. I don't love the Coen Brothers as much as some people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big fan of the Coen Brothers comedies. And I'm definitely not a big fan of the mm. Lady Killers. I've watched that film twice and... I know I said Bachelor Party might be my least favorite Tom Hanks films, but Lady Killers mm. is, is, is really in the running for it. I have a real soft spot for The Terminal. It's like, not it's a great It's not film. great, but I just kind of like, it's a guilty pleasure. Like, I just really like it. It's got a lot of people I like in it. Yeah. It's got, um, what's her name? Uh, Zoe Saldana. Mm. I like her. She's great. It's just fun. And I like it, I think, because it is such a weird storyline. Some guy's country. What about his dodgy accent? Oh yeah, you have to you have to get a, get over with and just ignore it. I guess because he aside. comes from like a fictional country, it's not as like mm. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, try to repeat exactly what she said. Idiot, she catch him. So oh, he cheats. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. What we call cross catch. We cross say catch. we say cross catch. Uh-huh. One man, uh-huh. two women's. Uh-huh. So mm. crowded, you know. And then he just has to spend all this time in an airport. If you if you've ever spent loads of time in an airport, you probably hate it. <laughs> yeah, but if you haven't spent as much time as he spent in the airport, yeah. <laughs> can we take a moment to talk about the Polar Express? Oh, it's horrific. My mum likes that film. Really, yeah. it's honestly like terrifying. Like the animation in it this gives is, me the creeps. Like super gives me the creeps. This it's, is where stylization comes into play yeah because that looks way worse than Toy Story design direction yeah this is literally almost 10 years after Toy Story and honestly it doesn't hold up it's so bad like the it's not the acting it's the the design and like the look of it and it's too like realistic and they didn't have I don't know maybe the um they didn't have like the resources to put into it I think they did so they did the best they could like when they came out people were like this is groundbreaking I just find people like it's too real when it came humanoid out. elves like super. Creepy. They're disgusting. Yeah, they're absolutely disgusting. I don't like the kids being voiced by adults. I can tell it's an adult doing a the kid concept, voice. The concept though is me. like um, Tom Hanks's character plays like every adult yeah. in the film. Yeah, which is a really interesting um, concept. Like super interesting for like have one adult to play all of like the the adult figures in a film. Um, it's just really let down. By the animation style and that's we're gonna move on i think <laughs> yeah i don't want to talk much about Polar express i was i only watched it for the first time like two weeks ago yeah. i'd never seen it mm. um so next one is da vinci code da vinci code another one which people aren't big fans of people don't mm-hmm. people them them, them uh, ron howard robert langdon films mm. people aren't big on okay so I and that's read, the best one of the three i read okay came out in like 2006 and i probably read the da vinci code like around that time, right. like when I was like 
a teenager and yeah. I loved it. It was like oh, mine. Yeah, I like loved it. It was just exactly the right time for me to right. read that book. It was like, oh my God, conspiracy theories. Yeah. Like about all that stuff. I know some people think that film, that book is kind of trashy. Yeah, but I was like 15, 16 yeah. and it was like totally resonated with me at that time. Well, because um, you, you were surprised if you when we looked at our Tom Hanks list yeah. and I was like, oh, I've never seen the Da Vinci Code. Mm. And you were kind of shocked that I hadn't seen it. Yeah. And then we sort of sat down and watched the whole Robert Langdon trilogy. Yeah. It's so annoying. I think, like, again, like, when I was, like, 15, 16, having such, like, an affinity with the book and just being like, this is, like, mind-blowing. And then the film was, like, a little... Fell a little bit short of, like, those expectations. Honestly, those films aren't as bad as people say. Yeah, no. But they're not good. But either. they're not amazing, yeah. Um, 6.6 .6 on IMDb is actually, like, pretty good for that film, yeah, I'd say. it's about right. Um, but I kind of love anything, like... I mean, he was, there's, there's, they always have interesting... Um, secondary characters in them. Yeah. Like, uh, Audrey Tattoo was in the first one. You got yeah. uh, Ewan McGregor in that second one. I do love Audrey Tattoo. Good. And um, what's her name? Felicity, whatever her name is in the third one. Don't know. Jen Oh, yeah. Felicity Jones? Felicity something. Yeah. Yeah, like they have, yeah, but. Mm, mm, okay, whatever. Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson's War is a really good film. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good film. It's interesting, like super relevant at the time. It came out in like 2007. Charlie Wilson's War, I really like it. Really good cast, but it's nothing like groundbreaking. Yeah. It's just a really solid film. Like, I actually recommend people watch that all the time because yeah. it's one that a lot of people haven't seen. It's a good, like, biography, like, political kind of drama. Yeah. And I'll um, watch anything that's got uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman in, especially alongside Tom Hanks. Yeah. So. And, like, uh, yeah, like, real careful Julia Roberts. Yeah. Who's, I've actually realized, is pretty great mm. recently. I've watched a few films with her in, and I'm like, She's a lot better than I think a lot of people give her credit for. Yeah, like super underrated stuff. It was covert, remember? This, this is what we always do. We always go in with our ideals and we change the world. And then we leave. We always leave. But that ball, though, it keeps on bouncing. What? The ball keeps on bouncing. Yeah, we're a little busy right now reorganizing Eastern Europe, don't you think? We've spent billions. Let's spend a million on HR 118 and rebuild the school. Charlie, nobody gives a shit about a school in Pakistan. Afghanistan. So, yeah, like we said, he did the, the Robert Langdon films. There's more Toy Story stuff coming out, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm going to jump forward a little bit to... I'd like to know what you think, thought of this one. Mm. Larry Crown. Larry Crown. Let me just... You're going to have to click on it to remember yeah. it, I think. He goes back to college. Who's in this? Oh, it's him and Julia Roberts again. Yeah. I'm just going to talking to Julia Roberts so I can like remind myself. I can't remember this one at all. I do remember this. It's not very memorable. Uh, yeah, Larry Crown. Um, it's quite endearing. I actually liked it. Did you? It's not an amazing film, like groundbreaking or like heart wrenching or whatever, but it's kind of real. Like this guy just gets stuck in a rut. Like he gets um, sacked from his job. He gets like made redundant. He goes and, back to college. Yeah, he goes back to college. It's and, kind like, of like kind my of, life. <laughs> <laughs> he like reinvents himself. And like I have respect for that. The, the reason I wanted to ask what you thought of it is because it totally bombed. Really? It was an absolute bomb. Like one of the biggest failures of the year when it came out. Oh. And it was written and directed by him. It's got a 6.1. I mean, it's pretty forgettable. Yeah. Like I said. It's not it's... terrible. It's not worth the bomb, but it's not like, I wouldn't even be like, you got to watch, like, it's go check of... it out. It's a hidden gem. It's just like. Yeah. Mm. Good feel good movie. 
But um, yeah, written and directed by him. Mm. Um, so I just thought it was interesting that like, because he, he wrote and directed That Thing You Do and he had a small part in it. But this one, he was the main character and he wrote and directed yeah. it. Do you think he, it didn't, it was, it was a massive he like bomb. struggled? Like because he was the main part instead of just like uh No, I actor. just think that there's not much to the story. Right. There's not much to it. Yeah. People were saying at the time, is it because they're like older, like people don't want to watch like older Tom Hanks and older Julia Roberts and there's no, no. place. In, but no, I think they're both... I People just, like yeah. both those actors. Like, it's not about that. I just think it's didn't grab anyone. It wasn't very interesting. I think maybe the storyline was a, just a bit like kind of wishy-washy. It was just like, yeah, this just guy like living his life kind of. It's not like, you know, political or... It doesn't pull in one way or the yeah. other. Do you know it's what I mean? It's not big. Like, I think a lot of people expect something very big with Tom Hanks. Mm. He's such a big actor. Or something very emotionally engaging, even because mm. even like you look forward to little like few films like Captain Phillips is a biography, yeah, and that's not a big film, but it's very emotionally engaging, yeah, and, and it's you about sort of like want a that from tragedy him. and overcoming like adversity, yeah, and all you that want that from him. So yeah. when he does them, sort of Larry Crown, man, yeah. it's fine. Uh, same with Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, mm. it's fine. Like yeah. fine, I've read that book. It's fine. You, how do you feel about Cloud Atlas? Cloud Atlas, I was glad you asked. I fucking love Cloud Atlas. Really? I think it's absolutely fantastic and it upsets me that no one else seems to like it. Everyone in it is like, it's like a tour de force of amazing performances Mm. of just like, everyone's got to play a million characters and some of them are fucking ridiculous. Mm. I I get that it's tonally all over the place. And it's it's massive conceptually though. So maybe, do you think that's why people didn't really get on with it because like Oh, I think people find it meandering and nonsensical, but... 7.4 7.4 on IMDb though I, I love that film I love Tom Hanks in it I lo- it's almost got- three hours which is like a really tough like amount of time well, especially to actually, when like- there isn't one continuous storyline yeah. just jumping around all over the place for three hours but yeah Does, am I right in thinking that it's like a set cast and they all play different characters within different time every, slash every, universe yeah every storyline has the same actors but playing different characters yeah and sometimes they're playing women or men or yeah, yeah. older people or younger people it's- super conceptual I mean, I'll watch Jim Broadbent have hijinks in old people's home. <laughs> the most like ridiculous part of that film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people I like in it as well. So maybe mm. that helps helps it for me. But I, I think it's a criminally overlooked film. I, okay. I love... Talking Paradise. like you just touched on Captain Phillips, which was like the next like big one, 2013. Sorry, I'm just, going, I'm just still looking at... Um, I'm got, I've got wrapped up now in um, Cloud Atlas. Just looking at some of these... Some of the cast. Mm. So Tom Hanks plays one, two, three, four, five, six characters in that one film. Yeah, that's pretty good. Halle Berry plays loads of characters. Do you think he like? Do you think all the actors and actresses do the characters like justice, or is there any point where like they fall a bit short and they're like, ah, that scene was like a bit flat? I was just so on board for it mm. that I was just like, even ones that weren't maybe weren't as good, they were so good. Like Hugo Weaving, John Jim Broadbent, yeah. um, James Darcy was really good in it. Um, mm. Yeah, this. I mean, it was. It was. I love that film. Hugh Grant was really good in it. Yeah. Anyway, go watch Cloud Atlas. Captain Phillips, film. really good. Like again, definitely made me cry. Like it was so emotional. It's a good film. Good film. Mm. When when he gets, I will say that's. I'm actually thinking about it now. Um, I was about to like sort of gloss over Captain Phillips a bit, but when he gets off that boat at the end, yeah, and he's being helped by like the nurse, yeah, that bit did make me cry. Oh man, big time! And when I think about it, it makes me cry. And um, when I spoke to my friend Jibs about it, he said he cried in the cinema at that bit. Mm. And it's like a you know, it's a true story. Like, he can't this the, the disbelief. He can't believe he made it off that boat. Yeah, you know, he can't believe it. And when she's like hand him a towel, and he's like, thank you. 
he, he's, he's like voice is like flaking as he has shit. Oh I, man. It's just so like such a unfathomable situation. Like being held hostage, like gives me the creeps, like the whole thing. Yeah. It's really like emotional. Captain, you're safe now, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. You're okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Does my family know? Your family knows you're safe. And you will be able to call them as soon as you are taken care of. Um, uh, and a super interesting and, you know, real story. Um, Save Mr. Banks, I can take or leave. Mm. Uh, Bridge of Spies is oh, fantastic. A, a really underrated Spielberg movie. So good. Um I know I was waiting I was waiting to get that cuz I know you really really like the film. Yeah, oh my god. Like Soviet spy stuff. Oh, that's that's man. your jam, right? Yeah. Um kind of Yeah. Even all the crappy like spy films I still watch them. But this one's like creme de la creme spy This is film. great. You can't, yeah. you can't go wrong. I mean, even the terminal, which is a pair up that I've done before, but when you get Spielberg and Hanks together, it normally mm. is a watchable film. Yeah. And I think Spridge of Spies got a bit overlooked because it's quite slow. Yeah, but that's normally, what makes it like, great. Normally, like Spielberg and Tom Hanks, when you put them together, it's like a, a bigger film or like a more whimsical film, whatever. This is mm. quite a slow film, but it's, it is fantastically mm. made film, really good film. It is biographical, isn't it? Yeah, it's just amazing. I'm going to watch the trailer again. Something important has come up. We've got a Soviet spy. But there's a wrinkle. They got our spy pilot. Or the head full of classified information. The Russians want their man back before he cracks. We want you to negotiate the swap. I'm an insurance lawyer. I'm not sure I want to pick that up. Are you good at what you do? This will be a first for the both of us. You should be careful. I'm talking to you about the security of your country. Why aren't we hanging him? He's a spy! You're asking me to violate the Constitution. Do you know how people will look at us? The family of a man trying to free a traitor? Everyone deserves a defense. Every person matters. So good. Good film. We had to pause there for Becca to watch the trailer for Bridge of Spies. Oh, I just love it so much. Like... Um, Cold War, like Berlin, like amazing, and the whole yeah, um, cultural opposite American kind of guy trying to work out what the hell's happening over there, mm. um, and everything's like kind of coded, like um, yeah, it's just like a minefield of um, kind of emotional and not emotional. What am I trying to say? You're getting emotional. It's a minefield of like psychological. Um, stuff like playing off each other like who's doing what it's a stand like, off, isn't it? yeah and like how is he going to play it and he's got yeah it's just really good so you like Bridge of Spies I do I feel like you're getting as excited about Bridge of Spies as I was about Cloud Atlas yeah <laughs> amazing uh, Hologram for the King yeah oh Hologram for the King well we just skip, we're skipping over Ithaca which has not really got a lot to say about it he's mm. barely in it uh, Meg Ryan's sort of directorial debut and he's sort of, like I said, they're friends yeah. off the camera so he helped her out a bit. But Do you feel like he felt obligated to? A little bit, maybe. It's not a great film. Hologram for the King. I think it's a real underdog. Like, I found it really interesting. I just want to say, like, we you, earlier on the show we said about how there was a few that sat on our list for a long time. Yeah. Because we thought, well, we watched all the good ones first then we had this, like, backlog we had to sort of slog through at the end. Mm. And in amongst that was Hologram for the King because yeah. we thought this is going to be a stinker. 
mm. based on some reviews we'd read and what we'd looked up about it. Yeah. And I think of the last batch we watched, it was the one we were most pleasantly surprised by. Yeah, for sure. Really overlooked. Interesting setting, like over in Saudi Arabia yeah. setting. Um, I think I just really love films with like cultural perspective. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Um, and like, obviously, again, Tom Hanks plays like an American um, sales rep in Saudi Arabia. And the way that he interacts in that situation, I found like really interesting. Same thing with Richard Pies, you know, American guy hmm. in Berlin, like interacting in that environment. Super interesting. I just like, really love like that cultural like juxtaposition i suppose i think hologram for the king it's like i don't know anyone's that's seen that film no i don't know anyone that's seen it. i'd never hear it mentioned i think I it's, not gonna be any, it. it's not gonna be anyone's favorite film mm. and it's not like an incredible film but i think it is it's worth a watch like it's, yeah, i think it's really worth a watch it's a really interesting curveball and yeah i didn't really know a lot about saudi arabia before i watched it and it's really interesting mm. um to learn about it and like the I'm sure it doesn't cover all of their... No, it might not even be fully accurate, but it's always fun watching, like, fish out of water stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, Now, I know you liked the next one as well. What's that? Sully. Yeah. Miracle on the Hudson. Which is another sort of overlooked film. I actually really liked it. I really liked Sully. But, again, it's it's going to be anyone's favourite, but it's it's a good film. uh, It's a biographical pilot who, like, landed this um, plane on the Hudson River. Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, just like it's more. It's about the event, but it's a, a more about the court case that that followed it. Oh, about yeah. like whether Who, um, he should have. Bla- that's, that's, who's where's the blame? Yeah, should he have taken? Because that's not what he should have done. But actually, doing that saved everyone's life. Yeah. So he was went it a against, good call or not? Yeah, he went like against protocol, but actually, it turned out all right in the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but good film, good film. Not yeah. like not incredible, but worth a watch. Inferno. It's probably the weakest of the race, right, the weakest of the Langdon films. Yeah. Pretty forgettable. The Circle, I don't like seeing Tom Hanks play a villain. Yeah. That was really like. It was um, like a really weird. shit episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I don't, mean to be, I don't want to be negative on the show, but The Circle was a real mess. I don't know, it's just not very. Ending sucked. He doesn't suit um, being a villain very no, well. No, and no, I just no, thought no. like the plot and stuff was a little bit. I mean, the concept was interesting, but I think it just fell short of like what they intended for the film. Yeah. And and then we're caught up. We got The Post. That was amazing. Which you really liked. Yeah. Again, I, I take, or, take or leave The Post. I thought it was, it was fun. It was a good film. Mm, I really liked it. I just really like that kind of sort of um, historical like drama though. Yeah. I'm just, that's just Any, Anything that's like biographical, I feel yeah. like you're in, you're on it. Yeah. Yeah, like a biography. And also like, yeah, it's just like the um, historical context of I the feel, film. I've also the ending of it, mm. which sort of hinted at the, the events that followed with like the Watergate yeah. scandal and everything. It made me just want to watch that film. Yeah. I really just uh, want, okay. I want Spielberg to do a follow-up film, which is about Watergate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Post 2. Yeah. Um, and then and then finally Toy Story 4 which we've already sort of spoke about so that whole section of the podcast was super long because we Mm. watched every Tom Hanks film and we didn't have time to talk about everyone in detail but we just wanted to sort of just blitz touch on them. yeah touch on like a couple of notable ones and maybe some that like you should probably check out if they float your boat yeah or... i mean normally we'll have, we won't have watched that many we definitely won't watch that many films on other episodes mm. but um 
so we might have time to talk about films, the films a little bit more in, in depth in mm-hmm. future episodes. Um, so uh, going back to where we started, the four films he's known for, mm. Castaway, Big, Forrest Gump, Save and Private Ryan. Okay. Do you think that's uh, a good summation of his career and like what he should be known for? Or do you think there's anything that, that could be substituted there? I definitely think like they're really good shout across the board yeah like it shows his like breadth and depth of his um like acting capabilities and just where like perfect storm everything's come together and it's like been an amazing performance Mm -hmm. my top four would be would look different but is when you say your top four you're talking about your favorite films or what you think he should be known for my favourite films, probably. Right, so that's different. Okay. Should we do favourites? Well, first of all, tell me your favourites then. Okay, so my favourites coming, like, because I just love, like, historical dramas. Mm-hmm. Um, the Post. Oh, okay. Wow. It's a really, really new one. I wouldn't yeah. think you were going to chuck that one in there. Okay. And my ultimate, like, Tom Hanks film, alongside Saving Private Ryan, which I also love and I definitely think deserves to be in the top four, is Bridge of Spies. Wow. I'm really shocked by that. Really? Yeah. Because they're both fairly modernish films. Yeah. So so you're what if you were if you were to put your top four Tom Hanks from your favourites? I'd probably take out Oh, my top four. Yeah, your favourite top four. I'd probably keep in Save It Pry Ryan, mm-hmm. British Spies, The Post, and I would chuck in Catch Me If You Can. Wow, okay. Because I think it's just a really good film. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a very Leo film, he's still good in it. Like, Tom's still really good in it. Um, or, if not Catch Me If You Can, Green Mile. Right. Or Apollo 13. Oh, you're chucking all of them in there. We didn't really <laughs> talk about Apollo 13, but Apollo 13 really, really... Again, mm. it's that bit Bridge of Spicy. Like, it's yeah. slow, yeah. historical, biographical. Mm-hmm. I like those I just films. Think, they're not for everyone, but I like yeah. those films. Green Mile, just because it's, like, super... It's, like it's, a, a really it's, great an, it's an epic. You it's, sit like and you watch on, it. it's like on the cusp. Yeah. I think of this like I'd probably take out maybe... I would sw- I would switch it for Forrest Gump to be honest yeah I was about to say the same but then the thing is like if you do that then I feel like a lot of the known for top four are like really quite similar because you've got Cast right. Away Saving Private Ryan and then Green Mile which have like a real similar vibe I think mm-hmm. and then the only kind of like well outsider w- would be big I would be so. really tempted to put known for mm. again not my top not my personal top four I really feel like Toy Story should be in his known for. Yeah. Well, how do you do that, though? Because he's known for, like, well, now, four Toy Story well, films. Well, just Toy Story 1. Mm. And then follow from there. Like, honestly, now, as much as I love Big, mm. and it's one of my favourite films, I honestly think he should be more known for Toy Story. Yeah. So I, as even though Big is one of my favorite films, I'd be like happy to replace Big with Toy mm. Story. So what are your faves then? My faves your are, I love faves. Big. Love Big. Yeah. Um, Green Mile. Yeah. Um, probably would say Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. And I'd be tempted uh, to put in Road to Perdition. Okay. That's my other four. I really love that film. Cool. So that, that'll probably be my top four. Okay. Yeah. Big, Saving Private Ryan, Road to Perdition, Green Mile. So we're definitely both in agreement with Green Mile then. Yeah. So what is Tom Hanks' alternative known for? Okay. Are we keeping Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. Are we keeping Castaway? Yeah. Because it wasn't in either of ours, but he is basically carrying that film on his own. Yeah. It's just quintessential, like, Tom Hanks at his most, at his, like, best, I think. 
And then what are we doing for the lighthearted film? We switch in big for Toy Story as a known film. I think yeah, like Toy Story definitely because it's it. It's like a when was it? It's like a twenty years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can like it spans generations? And it's also like kids and adults. There's not. I don't. I would really struggle to find somebody who didn't know Toy Story. So that leaves one more spot, which is currently mm. taken up by Forrest Gump. Are yeah. we leaving it or are we whacking Green Mile in there? I think, like, again, it's very, like, top-heavy if you had Green Mile in there. But I really think... I, but then I think more people know him for Forrest Gump than Green Mile. Do you think so? Yeah. I don't but know. But it's not what they know him for. It's what he should be known for. Right, These okay, are what he should be known for. This is, we're saying, this is what IMDb is saying that he yeah. is known for. Okay, yeah. Do we agree or do we think he should be known for something I else? think, yes, he should be known for Green Mile more. So, yeah. So we're making a slight change. I'm cutting it. So we're ending with our, our... These are the films Tom Hanks should be known for. Top four, Toy Story, Castaway, Saving Private Ryan, and The Green Mile. Yeah. Boom. Cut and shut. Any, I know you said your favourites, but are there any sort of like ones that you want to say to listeners? Mm. Like, check this out. Um, yeah, I'd say Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies? You yeah, think it's overlooked? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Also, like, um, you've got mail, if you haven't seen Oh, really? It. Yeah, like, weirdly, it's just such, like, a generational, like, thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. How uh, about you? For me, check out Road to Perdition, if you haven't seen it. Mm. Again, it gets overlooked. One of my absolute fave Tom Hanks. Cloud Atlas. Yeah. It's not for everyone, but if you like it, you'll love it. <laughs> I've recommended that to people, and they've been like, I couldn't even finish it. And I've recommended it to other people, and they've been like... This is a fucking masterpiece. Mm, so it's a super marmite. Yeah, yeah, film. and and for a, a modern one, if you haven't seen it, check out Hologram for the King. Yeah, you might be surprised. It's not. Yeah. it's not like an award-winning film, but it's, it's like worth good, a watch. easy watching. Like, and it's a really interesting, yeah. um, like untapped perspective on the world. So, um, we, we while we were going through the show, we mentioned he was nominated for an Oscar for Big. Uh, best actor and he won for Philadelphia and Forrest Gump mm. like we said neither of them added, ended up on our top four and they're the ones he won for yeah which shows we said at the time I wouldn't say they're his best films and they're not like uh, they're not he has think, done better things do I, you think they're just up there because of the Oscar things like is it just like a, maybe, yeah, maybe a default it, like well, if you win an Oscar it's in your known four yeah um, Saving Private Ryan he was nominated but didn't win wow didn't mention that show and he was also nominated for Castaway but didn't win huh and that's the last time he's been nominated, 2001. Wow. It's been a long, long, been a long time. been some good stuff since So then. let's see if he can bring it up. He's got um, some more films in the works at the moment. Mm-hmm. I can't see him retiring anytime soon. He's, um, he's a he's working He's got man. at least six or seven things coming up. Yeah. So, yeah. An amazing, amazing actor. And it amazing was like career. super enjoyable to go through all of the highs and lows of his um, acting career um, yeah. to date. Um yeah, really looking forward to other stuff he's coming out. So yeah, yeah. I always I always watch his films when they come out. Mm. Sort of nine times out of ten, you're going to enjoy his films. I think he's just a really well-rounded, like beloved actor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he's done some really amazing performances. And the perfect one to start the show with. Yay! So uh, this is a little bit off the cuff. We sort of um, just hit record and went. So we're just still trying to work out the format. Mm. And um, we're not always just going to be running through a list of IMDb films. We, for this one, we kind of had to cram it all through because we've watched every single one. Normally, Hopefully we- we'll get in a bit more in depth, like with a more intimate with like the one, because we'll have seen less films. Yeah. We'll be able to go in more depth in like um, the next 
kind of like coming up things we focus on so the 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 regular format will be when we have um an actor or an actress Mm -hmm. we'll have obviously whoever we pick we've seen some of their films that's why Mm. we're covering them and then we'd love people to get in contact and say check this one out this is a real hidden gem like we want to watch some that are like sort of this one needs more live more of a spotlight like an underdog we can't watch the whole bibliography uh, the whole filmography but we want to watch them the ones they're known for and the ones, the ones you'd that recommend, people recommend mm. if they've been nominated for an award for something it's worth checking out mm-hmm. any notorious sort of um performances um, or like stuff that you think shaped their career maybe it's not like it's like oh you know this one made them really get into this genre and or something like that so what yeah we decided what we've done this time around for the first month is we decided Tom Hanks mm-hmm. and then we thought, okay, what actress can we choose to mm-hmm. go alongside Tom Hanks who's had a really long career? Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen The Post, definitely yeah. watch it because our next actor is Meryl Streep. Chose Meryl Streep. Yeah. And I, I actually, Becca suggested Meryl Streep um, and we sort of were chucking a few names around and we thought she's been in it a long time. She matches up to Tom Hanks and like, people have seen a lot of her films. Her calibre. But I personally haven't seen that many Meryl Streep films. So we've, we've had a big back catalogue because she's yeah. been nominated for a lot of awards and we wanted to watch some of her performances. Yeah, like I, again, like haven't seen, I've seen a few more than you, I think, yeah. of like Meryl Streep's performances. But actually getting her... Um, filmography kind of up and close has been really really, really cool. varied as well so yeah. it's going to be interesting for us to talk about Meryl Streep in uh, two weeks time mm. uh, hopefully you'll enjoy that as well but how how the show will work going forward from that is me and Becca are going to take it in turns to choose a month um, so whoever goes first they choose an actor and an actress mm-hmm. and then the other person goes and they choose an actor and actress for the month after but none of us have gone yet because we decided these between us so next time we'll have to flip a coin so we're gonna have to flip a coin so um just to see who goes first so have you got some names in mind for your first month in case you win this oh yeah right well let me go grab a coin then oh okay go on here a nice dirty brown 2p coin mm-hmm. so i'm gonna flip this okay so this is to see who's going this is to see who's next. going first Right, okay. Right? Cool. So, heads or tails? Tails. It's tails. You're going first. Oh, my lord. Right, okay. So, I've got a big list. I'm so just going to pick at random. Just to clarify for listeners, um, so this month, it's Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. And uh, we always want to sort of announce the next month in advance so that if there's any that you want to watch, or more importantly, if you want to suggest any to us of these actors and actresses that we choose that we like sort of hidden gems I uh, really would love to hear your suggestions of what we should check out mm. so for next month uh, Becca is going to be choosing the actor and the actress and they are going to be so I'm going for this is really hard <laughs> I've got loads but it's like do they have a big like back catalogue well we don't want too big a back catalogue we have got time yeah. <laughs> I, um, I already chose mine in case I had one okay. today but... I'm going for Sam Rockwell Whoa, okay. Yeah, he's great. And um, and I'm going to go for um, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett, that's, yeah. that's a long one. That's a lot of watching. Because she's great. I, I love Kate Blanchett. And they're like, I don't know, I did pick those. I've got a big list, but I sort of pick those randomly. But I know that they've got like quite a amazing back catalogue between they are them so definitely not the two i was going to choose yeah but i'm super happy because that's literally really one of my favorite actors and one of my favorite actresses super so i'm, curveball, I'm really on board for that awesome 
Okay, and I will say that we always just have a look quickly before we wrap up at what the known for top four for our next episode is. Mm-hmm. So we said we're covering Meryl Streep. Uh, her top four, mm-hmm. so we can just have a look at this, are... I swear this has changed since we last oh, looked. really? Out of Africa. Out of Africa. Devil Wears Prada. The Devil Wears Prada. August Assage County. August Assage County. And Julia and Julia. And Julia and Julia. Why are you repeating me? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, I swear yeah. last time I looked, August Assage County. Next time, so next time you hear us, we'll be, um, yeah, checking out Meryl Streep's um, filmography, which I'm really excited about. And we've already started watching like loads of her back catalogue. Um, but if you've got any um, suggestions and stuff for Kate Blanchett or Sam Rockwell, um, there'll be the next ones coming up. And would love to hear your suggestions. Definitely. And just to clarify, um, we're using IMDb as the resource for this. Yeah, it's like the benchmark. I and IMDb can change. Yeah. So these are always as of the time of recording. Mm. I know for a fact that the Meryl Streep known for has changed since we initially chose to do her. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh. When we so you said it was out of Africa, Devoise Prada, August Assage County, and Julian Julia. Yeah. When we first looked, it was out of Africa, Devoise Prada, Doubt. And Julie and Julia. Oh, really? So August Assange County's like been shifted up. Yeah. Okay. So uh, hopefully it doesn't catch us out and we haven't watched something that gets shifted in. But hopefully if it's yeah. big enough film to get shifted in, we've seen it. It'll be on our radar. Um, okay, cool. But yeah. And I think that's about it. So yeah. uh, Meryl Streep next time. And then next month, Sam Rockwell and Kate Blanchett. So any mm. suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Cool. And the, <laughs> you can email us at... Oh, 94 at gmail.com. Should I go 94pod at gmail.com. 94pod was taken. Let me check gmail. You can email us at the email that we're literally setting up now because we forgot that we might need an email address if you want to get in contact with us. <laughs> no, don't put that in. Why not? Create an account. Not professional enough. 94pod. Is it free? So you can email us at known4pod at gmail.com. And you can also contact me on Twitter at Bob Shoy. That's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. Um, you'll find me on there if you want to contact me. Mm. Is there any way you want to contact you or nah, not? No, don't bother. I'm not on Twitter. Just on the email. <laughs> Just on the email. Um, and if you um, are interested in hearing more stuff, I also host two other podcasts. You yeah. can listen to Weird Tales and The Unexplainable, which I uh, host with my friends uh, Tiss and Beef. Uh, we talk about a new topic every episode uh, in the realm of the paranormal, the extraterrestrial, the strange, the unexplained, all that stuff. Um, that's been running for four years and you can also listen to five minute folklore which is my solo folklore storytelling podcast that's on a break at the moment but that'll be coming back soon if you want to support me um, and get some bonus content you can go to patreon.com slash bobshoy b-o-b-s-h-o-y and you can donate as little as one dollar a month to help support my time editing and putting the podcast together but if you donate $5 a month, you get access to all of my free podcasts. So that's two episodes of Weird Tales and The Unexplainable a month, two episodes of Known for a month, one episode of Five Minute Folklore, plus uh, two bonus episodes of Weird Tales, one bonus episode of Five Minute Folklore, and a spin-off podcast to this uh, called Four and One More, where uh, me and Becca make a top four of a subject of our choice mm. this month to celebrate the fact that we did Tom Hanks for our first episode and he's mm-hmm. in our known for a uh, list with Toy Story, mm-hmm. we're going to do our top four and one more Pixar films. Yeah, Pixar. So we compile our list separately Lots and, and, to and go discuss on. them. 
and there's lots of good Pixar films. Mm. So if you want to listen to that, it's $5 a month. You get an extra episode a month of me and Becca talking about films. And stuff. And stuff. Yay. And that's about it. And I hopefully I'm going to build the website like soon. Okay. So there'll be a website and stuff. Um, so as we're a new podcast, one final thing before we go. If you could take the time to go to iTunes and leave a rating and review. As we're a new podcast, that's really, really going to help us out. Yay. So um, please do that. And feel like egos. Yeah. And also it's nice to read reviews and nice to get bad reviews. <laughs> All right. So we've been talking Thanks, too guys. long. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. Well done! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.